Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network, the author of Appointed, and a premier contributor for The Blaze. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hello, this is Autumn Miles with The Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys doing out there today? Hello, Dallas. Texas. Love you guys. Praying for you out there. Um, Even though we don't know you in the studio, I know that I'm talking through this mic to a lot, a lot of people. Uh, We love you. We believe in you. We are standing with you in prayer. We pray for you very, very regularly. I just prayed for all of you listening this morning. And then my team prayed for you at our pre-production meeting. We believe that God's greatness is possible for you today. And um, man, we are having an incredible week. We're talking to pastors all over the country. It has been incredible. We had Detroit, we had Harlem, we just had Queens. Uh, today, we're going to talk to a, a, a couple of pastors out of um, Pasadena, California. I love that we are getting so many diverse um, opinions, challenges, but we're also answering these challenges um, with, with how you can help, how you can be a part of the solution, how you can be the church in the world today and affect the world for the love of Jesus. So I want to take a minute and I've done this every, every other day uh, this week. I want to honor our pastors. I don't think that they get enough honor. And in this platform, we are going to honor them as someone that leads us into a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. And we are so grateful. Any pastor listening today that you have um, chosen to give your life to serve Christ, to serve us. So thank you so much for the bottom of, um, of my heart. Uh, you know, my dad's been a pastor for years. My husband's a pastor. My, um, my brother's a pastor, pastors everywhere. My seven-year-old son in Jesus name is going to be a pastor. That's what he's telling everyone. So my heart is with you, uh, today. We love you so much. I want to go ahead and get to our guest. Um, they're an incredible couple um, out of Pasadena, California. They are the senior pastors of H Rock Church in Pasadena. And um, they come to us with a unique West Coast perspective. Of course, we're based here in the Metroplex and, and uh, DFW. Uh, but but I, I think it's important that even though uh, specific churches are dealing with challenges and, and things like that, you know, it's really, really churches everywhere are dealing with them. So they come to us with an unique perspective today. I want to go ahead and welcome them to the show. Their names are Monica and Gabe on. Welcome to the show. Yes. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to be with you. We're so honored to be a part of uh, this experience. And for all the listeners who are listening, we also want to say that we are praying for the city of Dallas, Mm. especially in the aftermath of what took place last week. We are standing with you. We believe in the words, we are one nation under God. And so um, it's an honor to be a part of this this uh, time with you. Thank I, you. I know that we appreciate this. You know, we pre-record these. So, um, you know, this is going to air here in a couple weeks. But, but yes, that is very fresh on everyone's hearts and everyone's minds here. Of course, we are, are you know, we had five beloved 
police officers um, that that lost their lives last week. And, you know, we're, we're very passionate about exactly what you just said. One nation under God. And I believe we did a show on it yesterday. Um, um, I believe that the church is the answer for us to stand up and show a unified front across the board. How can we um, influence our culture um, for for good? Uh, clearly, there's there's a lot of disunity, and we know that Jesus came to bring unity. So thank you so much uh, for that. Uh, Monica and Gabe, I know that we're going to kind of ask both of you questions here, and you could kind of take your pick on on um, who you, you want to answer the questions. Uh, but why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and um, becoming the senior pastors over there at HROC? Sure, I'll, I'll go ahead and start. And uh, the start of our church, or the beginning of our church, happened on April the 4th, 1994. And at the time, we were meeting in a home, our home specifically, as a prayer gathering. And uh, the Lord was just really moving in power. This is around the time where the Holy Spirit started to really manifest himself in places like Toronto, Canada, and in Argentina. And so my father experienced that and brought that back when he uh, went to those places, brought that back to Pasadena. And so I want to just first and foremost say that our church was started out of a spirit of revival, and we love revival, we love the Holy Spirit, and became installed as senior, senior pastors this past January, January 17th to be exact. And I've been a part of the ministry since April 4th, 1994, started leading worship. So that's kind of the journey. And we love our church. We love our city. We understand we're not just called to our church community, but we're called to the city of Pasadena as well as the surrounding areas. So that's a little bit of a backstory. That's pretty awesome. Uh, Your dad planted the church, and you guys are kind of generationally taking over the charge, right? That's correct. We have amazing parents who believe in the next generation. We've always had a focus on the younger generation. And so both my father and my mother, uh, Papa Che, Mama Sue, as we call them, (laughs) ended on on January 17th of this year. And, you know, just like in a relay race, uh, there's a a period where the handoff takes place and you're kind of running in place with the person you're handing the baton to. And so we kind of see ourselves doing that right now where we're running together both my parents are still involved with the church. Uh, my dad will speak from time to time on a Sunday morning. But they're pouring into us. They're mentoring us. Uh, they're still available if people need um, to hear from them or to, to uh, receive ministry from them. And so, uh, yeah, it's a blessing to have two generations to come coming together and leading together. I love this. Um, it's um I love to see, um, you know, pastors sort of generationally take on what their parents have started. I think that's just such a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, I, I, we're, we're all with you there on that. Um, I know you guys have a great ministry over there in Pasadena. You know, we're talking this week, uh, Monica and Gabe, about um, just some challenges that we see in the church today. Um, I think it's right now in our world, in our culture, I know it's the, the season of the church to stand up. And um, I, I, I want to get to mentoring specifically because I, I've just been reading over the notes myself and, and just have heard just the great job that you guys do with that. But before we get we get to that, I want to ask you just what is some what are some threats and some challenges we'll go east uh, west coast that you guys see on a regular basis with the church in general. 
Um, yeah, some threats and challenges that we see in the church is um, uh, one of them that we mentioned was um, uh, because of the age that we're living in, which is amazing. I love how we have social media and we have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. We have all these ways of communication, and but still um, the, we don't communicate. We communicate in social media, but there's no uh, commitment or community. So, um, so what we see a lot here in our city is um, because it's such a big city, we have so many churches, so we see a lot of the younger generation just church hopping. Mm. So they hop and they look for what is the latest, what is the cool, what's happening here and there, and it's just so, there's so much information, so it's so easy for you to go after what is cool and what's, what's happening in the city. So uh, one of the things that um, we emphasize a lot, and I feel like in our church, our young people really grasped it, is that if you don't commit and you don't um, uh, find a community and a church that you're going to grow your roots, then it's very hard for you to mature. Hmm. So because commitment with a community will help you mature and go deeper, and it's just like a tree. A tree uh, can only grow high if it goes deeper, if mm-hmm. the roots go deeper. So I think that's one of the challenges that we see. Mm-hmm. And another one would be uh, a lot of people are growing up with an orphan heart. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? Is like they don't know what it means to be fathered or to be mothered or to how what it means to be a family mm-hmm. and even commitment um, is very hard for them. And this is not a judgment because I came from a broken family. Of course not. So I know I know exactly what that feels like and what that looks like. And I even know like how it feels like to be hopeless or to think that, oh, I'm broken and that's it. But thank you to thank God and thank you, Jesus, that he meant the brokenhearted mm-hmm. and he brings healing to the home. And even my family, they... My parents were divorced for 10 years, and then they got remarried to each other. And then still, for the last 14 years, it was, it's been such an amazing journey of healing. So there is hope, yeah, and uh, there is uh, healing. Even if your parents don't remarry again, it's okay. God can still heal you, mm-hmm. you know, and He has a future for you. But I think that's one of the challenges that we see is just... Um, um, how can how can the new generation uh, experience family? Because it, it cannot just be taught. I think it needs to be experienced. Mm-hmm. And how can they experience family? How can they experience commitment to each other and um, community and and love, unconditional love? Yeah, these, so. these are these are super good. Uh, I, I I love what you said. Orphan heart, you know, our, our church is sort of experiencing that. I have um, my husband and I have adopted two children, so uh, the orphan heart is very close to us. You know, it's we we, we are we are living the restoration um, of that very personally, very personally in our home. The two one year olds are so precious. We don't have time to talk about them, although I'd love to. Um, but you you brought you brought up two awesome 
points. Um, church hopping. Okay. Um, this is definitely something I loved what you said about uh, your roots going deeper. Uh, you, you sort of need to plant yourself somewhere, get involved somewhere in order to grow really into all that God mm-hmm. has you to be. You need that support system in place. And church hop- hopping is just, you know, um, a term that, that churches use, you know, one, you go to this church one Sunday, you go to the next church, the next Sunday, whatever's cool sort of attracts you. And that's kind of um, the era that we live in with social media. You know, this is attractive. I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to follow this person. I'm going to unfollow this person. Um <laughs> So church church hopping is definitely a challenge that not just I, the West Coast face, I, uh, churches in general face. What would you say? I'm going to go to Gabe on this one. What would you say um, if if someone out there, a listener in an in DFW, I mean, there are churches everywhere. OK, so there are lots mm-hmm. of options. Um, but just this will be uh, on podcast and, and YouTube and stuff like that. What is what is if someone finds themselves church hopping? What what should they their thought process be challenged? What can you challenge their thought process to say, no, I need to get planted somewhere because this is really not the answer? This is a great question. I think there's a few things that I would encourage people to do. You know, I, I equate it to the analogy of like going to a restaurant. And sometimes when I go to a restaurant and the menu has so many options, it's really hard to choose what I want to eat. And living in the day and age where there's so many options, it, it is a challenge. And I just would encourage people just to really be led by the Holy Spirit. You know, one of the things that we've done from the very beginning is we only want to do what we see the Father do. Hmm. And so we understand that the kingdom of God is not about one church, meaning our church or someone else's church, but really about one universal church, the family of God. And so we understand that uh, people have choices that they want to make based on where they feel like they're being fed. But commitment is something very close to the Lord's heart. And so we would just encourage people to be led by the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit leads you to a church, meaning you're not being led by what you want to experience necessarily, or, you know, how awesome the worship band may be, or whatever, those things are good things. But really to ask the Holy Spirit, where do you want me to be fed? Where do you want me to serve? Where do you want me to grow? And once the Lord reveals that to you, which I believe He will, really stick it through. Once you make that commitment, it's just like a family. You know, you go through good times mm-hmm. and you go through bad times, ups and downs. But just like a family, you don't just leave a family just because you get into a fight or because just because you disagree with what your father is saying. Um, we want to encourage you, once the Holy Spirit leads you to that church, really make a commitment to stick it through, to endure. And then I think the second thing I would say, not only be led by the Holy Spirit, but number two is find places and areas where you can serve. One of the things that is important is not to see church as just to fulfill your need, but how can you help the needs of others? It's a church service, which means we're called to serve, Mm -hmm. not just to be fed, but to serve. And the more you plug yourself into areas where you can serve, volunteer, help out, minister, the more you will become alive, the more you will grow, and the more you'll actually have a propensity to want to stay because you're contributing to the community that you're called to. Mm-hmm. So I'd say those are the two two big things. Uh, number three is just we all need to grow, and I think it's important to ask the question, Lord, what are the areas in my life that you want me to grow in or overcome, or um, what are the areas that you want to minister in my life to heal 
in my heart. And if you find a church that can fulfill those things, I think it'll be uh, really um, easy to 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 uh, to stick it through and to make a commitment. Right. Uh, every I, I'm loving what you're saying here. Um, you're never going to get out of church what you expect to get out of church if you're just there for two Sundays and leave. Um, you know. <laughs> Church, church is there to be a community to help you grow um, in Christ, and uh, I, I am so big on service. Uh, we, this was actually a point of another pastor we never got to earlier in the week, but um, how service. A lot of people think someone else is doing it. And so they don't do it. Uh, right. They don't sign up to to rock the babies or the toddlers, oh, the twos and threes year olds. Someone else will do that. Someone, but really, a lot of churches need uh, great volunteers. They're going to plug in. And I, I love what you said. Once you start volunteering, um, there's like you're you're almost inducted into this community of of you know a team who is is sort of yes, we're rocking the toddlers or whatever, but we're also so working for the cause of Christ, and it, it sort of begs you to stay um, and experience all church, all that church can be to you. So love those points. I, I really want to talk to you guys a little bit about mentoring. I heard that you guys um, have just an incredible young adults program. One of the questions that we're asking our pastors this week is, what is the biggest trend you see in church? And um, mentorship sort of came to the surface in our pre-production meeting. Um, can you guys talk to me a little bit about the mentorship that's happening in your young adults program? Sure. I'll share uh, briefly and then let Monica share as well. So everything begins and ends with identity, who we are in Christ, knowing that he's our father. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we uh, encourage our leadership and our pastors and our staff to really ask the Holy Spirit again, be led by the Holy Spirit, who are the ones that we're called to pour into and raise up as sons and daughters. Who are the ones that we're to hold accountable and mentor and pour into and minister and ask for the Lord to bring healing to? Who are the ones that we're called to empower, train, raise up, equip, and uh, see them launched into their destinies? And so that's really been effective in our in our churches is to really see uh, not just two generations but three generations. You know, He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so we say to our adults. Who can you pour into in terms of the young adult ministry? And we say to our young adult ministry, who can you pour into in the children's ministry, in the junior high and high school ministry? And so there's a trickle-down effect taking place, and uh, understanding the importance of raising up sons and daughters uh, with the uh, understanding of who we are in Christ, because, again, everything begins and ends with identity. So, so this is built in— I'm, too, but go ahead. I'm sorry, uh, Gabe. This is sort of built into the culture of the church. So if they were to come in, if, if um, you know, attendee was to come in as a child, you know, they're going to continually hear um, who can you pour into to sort of raise up. That, that sort of goes through the youth and the adult. Am I understanding that correctly? That's correct. It's more of a, it's not so much of a structure thing. It's more of a culture thing. Like you mentioned, it's part of the environment. And when people come, I think one of the biggest, because, you know, we'll hear people share their experience of HROC Church. One of the biggest, most predominant thoughts or responses or feedback that we get is, I felt like I was a part of the family. I felt Mm -hmm. like I walked in and I thought I was treated as a family member. And so it's part of our culture, part of our environment. And we're not perfect, and we're learning, and we're right. growing. But one of the things that you will hopefully sense or, or uh, experience is this whole theme and, and value of family. Mm. 
And I know that a lot of people are looking for that, like in an area. And you guys just talked a, a while about broken families, broken home, uh, broken church comes out of a broken home. Um, this is a way that that someone, you know, that doesn't have a family. Maybe they don't. They don't all have parents. Maybe they have come from a broken home can sort of experience that. Monica, I'd love to hear from you on this. Yeah, so, so I was just thinking about some examples because um, um, our my father-in-law, for a long time, has been teaching on this. So I think even for the pastors that are listening, this is something that you can build, mm. you know, with time uh, for the culture to become like this. So, so for example, um, after so many years speaking on it, and sometimes people will respond, sometimes people will not. You just have to wait until people really catch the vision. But then this past few years, we really saw people just taking initiative and just catching the vision of God of being a thought, spiritual father, spiritual mother, or even a spiritual daughter and spiritual son. So I have so many young people. One of them, this girl, she just went up to a lady that she, she saw. She saw this lady, which is one of my spiritual moms, and she said, oh, my goodness, she's so, she's so cool. I want her to be my spiritual mom. <laughs> so, she, so she literally went up to her in the middle of a, in the lobby, and, and she said, you know, I feel like um, I feel like the Lord was just encouraging me to ask you to be my spiritual mom. Would you be my spiritual mother? And this lady, she was just so impressed with her boldness, and she just loved the girl. And she said, oh, "Of course, I'll be your spiritual mother." Mm. And so they've been meeting once a month, mm. you know. And then she's been uh, uh, leading her spiritually as a spiritual mother for the past three years hmm. then and you see the transformation in her life too yeah. and then there's this other person this guy who um also a young adult and he grew up with no father no mother and and then he's been coming to church for at least like five years but you could tell you know that sometimes it was hard for him to really understand the word so um so even like, you know, that's what I was saying. Some some things it needs to be taught, but my husband usually says some things you just they have to just catch. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh so this this guy, he he was coming to church for a few years already, had been already three years, four years, and you can see him struggling many different areas. And then he asked, um Coincidentally, it's the husband of this other lady that I was um, uh, talking about, and he went up to him and he said, "Would you be my spiritual father?" Hmm. And so, and the the um, uh, the the guy, he just um, the spiritual father. He he was so um, he's just so loving. He he said right away, "Of course, I will." I, I, I would love to be your spiritual father. So they've been meeting, I think, like, is it once a week, once every two weeks? And so they're so committed to the young generation. And so um, after a year of mentoring him and fathering him spiritually, but also in my skills, and we see just, just a total transformation in wow. his life. Yeah. It's just amazing. And even, like, even like what he, like, he even said to us that he struggled with 
tithing and offering and volunteering and, and in many different areas in his life. And then after he started being mentored and he's been fathered and he totally came up to Gabe and he's like, you know, I haven't tithed ever, but I just feel like it's time for me to start tithing and start getting plugged in even more. And, and, um, not only that, his job situation just turned around, and it's just really amazing to see transformation. But also, wow. he got married, and he's, he's having a, an amazing relationship and and a marriage, and it's just really, really amazing to see the transformation by just fathering and mm. spending time with the young generation. But I, I think the last thing I'll say, I think it also has to do with the generation above us also um, uh, making it a priority and, and, and believing that it is important to pour into the next generation. And, and even like my generation, to think that it is important to pour into the generation uh, after us, yes. the teenagers the children so well thank so, you so anyway. much i'll have to stop you uh pastor monica and gabe on thank you so much for being with you i think that that is a concept that really anyone um can catch and really implement um under the direction of the holy spirit and of course the word of god uh, the spiritual parenting thing because i know that life life happens uh life lives change when someone cares enough to pour into another life um so thank you guys so much for being with you with us today we really appreciate it and um god bless you and your ministry over there in pasadena thank you so much for having us it's an honor thank Thank you you so much much. and thank you so much for being with us here on the autumn mile show you can catch us tomorrow right back here Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles show on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM.